Hello and welcome to another episode of The Admin Bar. You know, for local businesses, Google My Business can be a powerful tool that helps you attract attention and leapfrog your way into the search results. Still, too many businesses aren't taking full advantage of all that Google My Business has to offer. Whether it's incomplete profiles, unverified accounts, or even violations of Google's terms of services, there are quite a few things that you need to know if you want to improve your chances of landing in the three pack. Not only that, most of your clients need these Google My Business services as well. And that's exactly why we have today's guest, Trisha Clements on from Your Biz Watchdog, who specializes in Google My Business. She's gonna tell us everything you need to know about Google My Business and how you can start selling these services to your clients. Buckle in, because you're about to learn a whole lot of new things. All right, perfect. Hello and welcome to uh, to everyone here joining us today. We're going to talk a little bit about Google My Business and how you can uh, use the Google My Business service to actually provide services to your client, which I think is something uh, we're all in a good position to do and might not be taking advantage of. So there's been a lot of interest in this call. Uh, Trisha is the Google My Business expert. In fact, I can't tell you how many times your branding has just stuck in my brain. And anytime somebody says Google My Business, uh, I'll have to admit your purple hair comes to mind first. So that's <laughs> that's a part of the branding there. That definitely yes, helps. definitely. <laughs> but welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to jump on with us today and talk about this. We're really looking forward to it. I guess to start things out for people who aren't familiar with you, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, and we can kick things off that way. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Kyle. So I'm Trisha Clements with Your Biz Watchdog, and I uh, my agency basically... Google My Business is the the biggest thing of what I do, and uh, I did actually rebrand last year, uh, last March, April, <laughs> and um, really started focusing on Google My Business. When I first started up um, my business, I was uh, really geared towards social media, and I found that I was including Google My Business, and I was seeing that it was really had more impact than what I was doing on social media for my local businesses. And so that kind of had basically um, a way to, for me to look at and say, well, this is, is important. And I really got to where I was enjoying it and, and liking what I was doing with it. And that's when I decided just to make the switch over and focus solely on Google My Business, uh, do that and offer that to my clients. And then I recently opened it up for agencies um, because I wanted to, um, to, to offer it to agencies. I think that um, agencies have a really good way to, you've got contact with your clients that need it and, um, and especially um, the admin bar. So that this is a group that I love being in. And I think that one thing I'll say to start off, um, I don't do the black hat tactics. Um, and so, and I, from being in this group, I feel like that, um, that the people in here are good above board, you know, are doing, wanting to do a good job for their clients. And those are the kind of agencies that I, I look for, um, that you'll hear lots of different things out there about Google, my business, and some of them will be true. And some of them will be just black hat tactics that you need to stay away from. So, um, so, so that's one thing I really want to get in and, um, and, and the agencies that I work with educate them and let them know, you know, these are things we're doing, these are things we're not doing and why. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get into this because, you know, I, I look at some of my local clients that are very local, 
you know, businesses that are just working with people here uh, nearby. I even think about like my wife's business. She just serves people here locally. And I don't want to admit it as somebody who's promoting uh, the value of a website. But if I look at the statistics of her Google My Business and the statistics of her website, she's getting more leads from Google My Business than she is her website, uh, yes. which isn't something I, I would want to advertise everywhere. But we can't ignore that fact. No. right? And I'll add to that. So, um, so basically a really well optimized Google, my business, you can get 90% of your business from it. Um, and over 50% of small businesses don't have their Google, my business claims. So they're losing out that on that opportunity. However, for the website designers, Google My Business and your website go hand in hand. So um, if you have a garbage website, your Google My Business is not going to perform. So there is an end for you all. You know, you've built the great website. You need your Google. If you're, you've built that website and that's the basis that will help your Google My Business. So, um, so that's one thing too. So, so don't look at it as like, you know, well, I'll, I'll, a lot, so much more business is coming from Google, my business, but if you hadn't done that good website, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be. Well, that makes me feel better. So thank so, you. So yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely keep that in mind. Cause that's one, that's one of the things why I like dealing with agencies. Um, I do have clients that are agencies and individual businesses. I like working with agencies because, um, it it's, you all understand the, the need for a good website. And a lot of times if I go, if I'm working directly with the business, like, well, I just want, um, I Google my business and, and my website I don't really care about. Well, you, you have to, uh, if you want a good result from Google, my business, you have to. So, yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, I have a I have a couple questions here to kind of prompt our conversation, but I'm sure we'll take this in a, a few different directions. And we've already touched on this a little bit, uh, but I guess the first part to to start us out on this is, why do you think agencies like the ones here in the admin bar should be offering Google My Business services to clients? Uh, definitely. So one of the things is, and I um, I, I shared a, a slide with um, with Kyle, and he'll probably put that in. Um, if not, we'll put it in later, but basically the local search ranking factors, um, that the study was done in 2020, the end of the year it came out and basically, um, there's a, a pie graph and Google, my business is 33% of the local search ranking factors. And that's the, the largest piece of the pie. The next, um, is 16% is reviews. Well, a lot of your reviews are your Google reviews. <laughs> so they're really, I mean, like, you know, that that's well over um, half your, your um, almost half of your, the, the pie. The rest of them on page SEO um, links um, for your website. And the one thing that's really um, interesting is that over the last five years, there's been a, a big change in um, the importance of, of different things. So Google My Business has, gone up in the last five years, it used to be 15% and it went up to 33%. And citations used to be 17% and they went down 7% to 7%. So those are big shifts. You can see Google My Business is going up and your um, citations are going down in, in importance. Um, so that really means that you really need to focus on your Google My Business. And I'll tell you that um, one thing is that having um having access to your clients it's really good to they trust you and they know you you've built their your web the website for them um one of the things i see a lot of is businesses don't know who to trust and and they get kind of 
pulled in by these marketing firms. And there's some that really frustrate me um, that I'll tell you that, you know, you can try to keep your clients away from. There are some that basically their whole sales pitch is um, that they work with your Google My Business and do your citations. But when they do that, they build it. So you've built a beautiful website, works wonderful. They build a landing page and they change every single citation for that client online to their landing page that they own that domain. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's really, you know, they, they've paid you to build this beautiful website that works well. And now they're hiring some marketing company that is sending them someplace else. And then basically if they decide to stop, they, their traffic, their, their, um, all of their leads go to nothing because that domain is owned by that marketing company and they just cut it off. And then they say, see, you need us. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I, 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 Real, it's it's so shady. I can't stand it. Um, so I think that as agencies, you all um, really have a way to talk to your clients. You know, you've got your website. The next part is you know building your Google My Business, getting that working for you, and um, and getting clients really coming in. And and again, like I said earlier, Google My Business and your website they really do they work hand in hand. Yeah, that's that's crazy that people. I, I mean, obviously, there's people out there to take advantage of people everywhere. But man, what a what a nightmare! I'm sure having to untangle all that mess is a huge problem. It, it as is well. a mess. I I was able to do it for one client. Um, a lot of times though, I, there there are a couple of businesses I know that do that. One specifically that I've had some tie in tangles with locally here, and um, they it, it's bad you have to be ready for it because they they just flat out will lie to the client i mean i've seen the emails and and it's it's bad and the the, the customer they don't understand you know they've got a small business they don't understand how all this works yeah not to mention so, like the phone calls i get all the time that says your google my business listing is going to be taken down and i'm like yes this is yeah. I'm, I'm sure my clients are getting them too but they're probably pressing the button to talk yes, to somebody. Yes, exactly. Um, and I had one time I was helping someone with her Google My Business and I was actually, it was just before things shut down last year and I was at her um, location helping her and she got a phone call while I was there with someone saying, you need your Google My Business. We need to help you with it. And I was like, and a customer came in the door. I said, you handle your customer. I'll deal with these people. <laughs> so that was actually kind of fun. Yeah, that does uh, make make it a little bit different. So so I guess typically when I think about, and you know, I've done help some of my clients get things set up on Google My Business because they didn't want to deal with it at all. Uh, obviously, for my own business, uh, set things up for my wife's business. Is this, do you see this more as a one-off, let me set you up, get everything ready to go uh, type service or an ongoing service? And I, I already see your answer, uh, but for those that will be just listening to this, uh, if if it is an ongoing service, what kind of ongoing things can you be doing as far as sure. Google My Business? So absolutely not a one-time service. It is not a set it and forget it type of service. Um, the, I'll tell you the first thing I do with my clients is a, the, my first month is an, um, audit and optimization of the account. That's the whole first month going in, looking at the whole account, auditing it and uh, talking with the client, going over things. Um, and, and that I typically, when I finish that, I have like at least a 20 page report that I send out and, and then we do a zoom call and go down everything. Um, and then I make the, the, updates and, and changes to it. Um, as far as 
ongoing, um, there are a ton of things. So of course, reviews, I mentioned that reviews are 16% are of that pie for the local search. And so Google reviews are really important. So definitely um, getting a plan in place to get those reviews. Having said that, um, one of the things that I, when I talk to uh, agencies, sometimes they don't understand some of the guidelines. And um, I, I talked to some uh, recently and they said, well, um, I, I know reviews are important. So I told my client to start uh, offering some uh, discounts to get reviews. And I was like, hold up, <laughs> uh, don't do that. You, that is um, against Google's guidelines. Not only that, um, they could get in trouble with the FTC. You don't want the government coming after you and finding your client. Um, so, so definitely um, be aware of that. There are lots of different things when it comes to reviews. You can't, what's called review gate. Um, I'm not sure if um, mm -hmm. everyone's familiar with that, but basically if you're asking someone for a review, a lot of times it'll say, you know, did you like your service or, you know, do you have a good experience or bad experience and a good experience, you tell them, okay, leave us a review. Bad experiences when they just don't, you don't offer them the opportunity to leave a review. That's called review gating. That's against Google guidelines. And basically, if you get caught, Google can not only um, take away what they think that you you did review gating, but they could take a lot more away. I mean, they've taken away hundreds of reviews from businesses. There was a law firm um, where they said they were review gating and they went in and took several hundred reviews and the law firm came back and said, well, we didn't start review getting until this point in time. So you need to give us these others back. And Google said, we're Google, we're in charge. This is their platform. You're, you're stuck with it. You shouldn't have review gated. So um, definitely don't do that. Um, the other thing is that a lot of um, businesses don't understand that um, the users on your account can impact your account significantly. Um, so if you uh, are um, on an account and you also have a Google ads account, a YouTube account, and let's say you're just playing around with, with Google ads and, and you, you're doing some funny business over there, Google can see that and suspend that account in Google My Business. Not only that, they can suspend every single account associated with that user. It's an account level suspension. You definitely, definitely don't want that for your clients. All of a sudden you get a call from every single client saying that, hey, every single client has been suspended on Google. Not good, not good times, not good times. <laughs> so... So, so when you talk about that, as far as kind of the ongoing part of it, I'm guessing that kind of dovetails into things like email marketing, where you're requesting those reviews or setting up some kind of automations and things like yeah. that, uh, which probably go into other services we can handle, um, yeah. offering and, as well. And I kind of got off track. I didn't, I didn't kind of like stopped at reviews and then went off track, but so reviews, there's a lot of, um, on Google, you can do posts making sure you've got your posts done, um, adding your images, um, updating your services, all of that. Um, there's a, a lot of things involved in it um, as far as keeping things up to date because you know Google likes current and new information. So going on and consistently making sure you've got all the new current information on your Google My Business, um, making sure you've got new things every single week um, I have things posting several times a week to my clients. Um, so, and it's not like a regular social media, you know, where 
you post and somebody responds and you have to chat. No, you, you post and you ha either have a link or a call me button. And from there you will, um, you'll, you'll get the calls or they'll go to your website. So you don't have to go and look and see who's responded to my post. It's not like that. Um, but definitely, um, and I think someone had asked about different tools uh, for that scheduling. I use Social Bee because I, I got um, I, I got a lifetime deal on Social Bee a while back. Um, but there are tons of different ones. That went, I will say that Google does have you know they they'll, they know what's going on. So there is one company that got their API revoked by Google recently. Um, it's called Local Viking. And from what I was hearing, I think a lot of Black Hat um, users were, were using Local Viking. And because of that, they had a high, um, Google was seeing a high rate of different uh, nefarious stuff that was going on. So they just pulled their API. So definitely stay away from companies like that because um, it's just, it, it takes some time sometimes to set things up. You don't want to set it up and then find out, you know, that that that's been taken away. So yeah, so, the yeah. post thing is interesting, and I've started. I use a uh, like you. I got a lifetime deal on one of those tools that posts yes. to a million different uh, social media platforms. Yeah. Uh, minus Publer, uh, it works mm -hmm. fine. I don't do anything fancy with I've it. I've heard I've heard that works really well too. So yeah. Yeah. So so I started doing posts to my Google My Business once a week because I think. Uh, they start tagging or like reminding you if it's any less than that. Mm -hmm. I just figured, you know, Google runs the game. They're in charge of everything in the search wow. world. And if they're asking me to do this, I'm probably going to be better off than the people who aren't doing it, you know? So exactly. I, I, I look at them and I, I see those posts on other people's uh, Google. Map. I never read them. I don't click on them. I doubt people are clicking on mine either, but I figure it makes Google happy. Then it's got to make everybody happy. Yeah, and but having all of the different information, everything current, um, helps Google serve up your information and also for people to interact with it, and that just helps you get your business found, get thing, um, get also not necessarily even clicks on that post, but on your profile to go sure. to either to call you to um, to go to your website. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just figure at that point, they're offering the service, it can't hurt to do it. And when you can batch a bunch of them, uh, I, mm -hmm. I think I batched 30 of them and they go out once a week. So I don't have to think about that yeah. for a long time again. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely good way to do it. And, um, and, and I, it used to be that um, Google after seven days would, um, would expire the post and, and have it go dark or something. But now it's after six months. So oh, okay. basically, um, so that recently changed in the last month or so. See, so, I, yeah. I hadn't stayed on top of that. Yeah. So and there, I'm telling you, that's one thing about Google, especially recently, it is hard to stay on top of things because there are new things every week that come out and, um, and, and it's just, it's a lot to keep up with for sure. So, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, some people in our industry, I know a lot of SEO people are upset with Google all the time, you know, but uh, especially upset with them with with how much they're putting um, in the uh, in the search engine results where you get the uh, the featured snippet and people never even have to visit your website. Right. Yes. Uh, but the other side of the coin is you're getting that visibility. And it's the same thing with posts. Um, you know, you, that might not, not necessarily be the number one thing you want to lead people to, but it's giving you another big giant space in the search engine results, uh, which is ultimately what you want anyways. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It, it gives your business visibility and maybe they don't click on that, but maybe they click and visit your website or click and call you. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think about the clients that I have, I don't know, I have 40 something on care plans right now. Quite a few of them, um, are local businesses that I think are probably more geared towards local businesses, though. I want to dispel some of those myths before we get off of this call. Um, and I think about what my sales process might be for this. Some of these customers I've had for years that we maintain the website and everything. I don't even know if they have a Google listing. I honestly have no clue. But I wonder, like, what is that sales process going to clients and the education piece of it that makes them interested in hiring somebody for these services? Because you're schooling us on things we already know exist right now. But these are people that probably have no idea have what any clue. of this is. Yeah. Um, basically to, um, the, the, one of the good things to do is, is pull their business up and, and find it there. So, um, even if you, you Google, you know, by business name, their business should come up there in the knowledge panel. If it doesn't, that's a huge thing. You know, maybe they don't have a Google, my business listing. They haven't claimed it. That would be a thing to say, look, you know, you, this is a way to help increase your visibility and then in, in increase conversions, get people to come into your store, uh, or, or call for your business. Um, and then also, you know, basically one thing, you know, I talked to him about is like you know, the, the uh, businesses that have their Google, my business optimized, they get so much more, um, customers coming in. You know, I had, um, I talked earlier this week, um, with a client and, um, an agency that I've got two of his um, working with two uh, clients for Google, my business, and just kind of catching up. And he said, well, I, I talked to both clients and they were saying they were, I don't know if it was really complaining that they were completely booked and couldn't hardly take on any more business. So that's something to say, you know, these are, are ones that have um, optimized Google My Business listings. And um, and if you're looking for a way to get your get more business in the door, this is the best way to do it is with Google. Um, and, and, and also um, show them their listing on Google, you know, if they have a listing, um, show them their listing and say, look, you know, if you're on here, uh, if someone's on here searching for your type of business, um, you're, you're basically, they have everyone to choose from. You want them to choose you. So you wanna have the, the best listing out there. Um, and, and the fact that Google My Business is so, so important um, for online searches. And, you know, we kind of talk about SEO is, is such a good thing, but it's a very long process and we might not mm -hmm. see results for months and months down the road where, you know, doing paid ads, obviously you have an instant uh, satisfaction and, and mm -hmm. you get those ads up right away and you can start driving traffic. Obviously that comes at a pretty high cost to get all those yeah. clicks. And you know, kind of what I'm hearing from you in this conversation too, is the fact that this kind of plays a nice middle ground where you kind of get those benefits of SEO, but Google my business listings, those changes happen pretty quickly in comparison yeah. to SEO on your website. Right? Yeah. And I, I definitely do. And the fact that it, um, it ties in with your website, I it think really helps boost the business. Um, the fact that that, um, you know, like I said earlier, if you have a, um, a really a, a good Google My Business, but you have a, a garbage website, your Google My Business isn't going to do as well. So the same kind of goes with the website. If you have a really awesome website, but your Google My Business listing is garbage, you know, you're, you're not going to do quite as well in this um, in the searches when people are looking for local businesses. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. So that's that's a good thing to know. Like I said, yeah. that made me feel better about spending the time on the website and then getting all the uh, leads absolutely. from Google. And that that's one of my hardest things um, because you all sell the website and 
I have a hard time because sometimes when I'm working with clients and, and they don't want to do that extra website, I'm like, but you have to do the website um, in order for the, the whole Google My Business stuff to really work well and to the best um, to the best it can. So, yeah. So I'm curious, obviously, you've sold these services to many end clients, uh, businesses. Mm -hmm. What are the objections that they usually have uh, when you start talking about these things? For, for end clients, um, mm -hmm. some of it is, you know, they're, they're just, they're not sure and um, they, they really want to kind of find out a little bit more about, you know, what exactly it is. Cause a lot of people um, don't really know what Google My Business is. So sometimes I'll tell them, you know, this is your Google, um, your business's Google profile. And, um, and, and uh, like I said before, one good thing is showing them their profile, showing them their competitor's profile. Like if there's somebody who's way above them um, or, or right, you know, maybe they're, um, they're up there, but just somebody who's doing better than they are, show them their, their, um, competitors and say, look, this is why they're, they're doing, they're getting more customers in. You need to do the same. And, and that's kind of one of the things I do. I, I kind of go in and, um, and look at the competition and, and, um, and, and make sure my client is, is better than the competition. So I also, one of the things, um, I do is I get a lot of clients from my Google, my business fix it services. Um, basically, clients that wait until they have a problem and then come to me. And that's one thing you want to tell your customers, don't wait until you have a problem because that problem, um, it, it could have significant impact on your business. Um, you could basically, cause I'll, I'll have people that come to me and say, well, I have a problem and my business has just tanked. I'm not getting any business. I'm not getting found. And it's an er emergency. And the thing is, if they, if um, typically if I haven't worked with them before and don't have all of the information, it can be harder and take longer to get that resolved. Um, I had someone um, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, she came to me and reached out. She had tried to set up her Google My Business all by herself, and. I felt so bad for her because she made a hot mess of it. I mean, it was a disaster <laughs> and got it just completely suspended. And um, as soon as I got there and tried to get a hold of it and work with her, the pandemic hit, everything went down the tube. Like there was no contact with support for Google. Mm -hmm. Everything was geared to healthcare. So it took longer. And I was like, oh, I wish you'd told me from the beginning, I could have just set it up and we wouldn't have gone through all of this. Um, and, but, but, it, um, you know, I was able to, as soon as things opened up, I was able to, to get her up and going again. Uh, I had one recently that um, contacted me and they, one of the big things when businesses get suspended um, is a lot of times, so Google typically won't tell you why. Now, sometimes they have been telling you why recently, but it just kind of, you never know. The reason they don't tell you why you're suspended is because they kind of don't want the, those black hats out there finding out, mm. oh, well, we need to figure out a way around this now. So, um, so, so that's why sometimes they don't tell you why you're suspended. You just kind of have to really know the guidelines and know. So I kind of, a lot of times I can just kind of look and say, this is why the accounts is having problems and kind of know why, but, and, and so that will help me get it fixed. Um, I had one business, um, they had several, um, healthcare facilities and they shut, they closed one. So they marked it like they should have permanently closed. 
And then at the beginning of the pandemic, they decided to reopen that facility, that location. No one had access to their Google My Business. So they went for a full year having permanently in big red letters permanently closed all over it. Yeah, it's not subtle. And, I, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, if I'm looking on the map and I see permanently closed, I'm not going to that location. No one, you know, I'm wondering how, and they waited a full year, finally reached out to me. I was able to get it resolved in a day. And I'm like, okay, so you wait a whole year. So th those are things that, you know, um, that, that you definitely want to make sure. I, some of the things that I see a lot of suspensions on are um, basically uh, service area businesses. Um, those are businesses that go um, come to you. So like your lawn landscaping company, they come cut your grass, you don't go to their office. Uh, if you have a mobile groomer, things like that that come to you. Um, those are service area businesses. You're not allowed to show your physical address if you don't have an office. Um, so that can get you in trouble if you show your office. Another thing is if you have a... Um, co-working space do not put your address in as that co-working space the only way that you're allowed to is if you uh, have someone there during your office hours if you have a permanent signage there on the door and if you're answering a phone there and that rarely is the case that in co-working spaces i've seen one or two but not often those can really get your account in trouble and um, google will sometimes do sweeps so um, I see, you know, a lot of businesses will set those up in the Regis um, mm. locations sure. and Google will know where the Regis locations are. So they'll sometimes just go in and go through and do a full sweep and just every single thing listed there is suspended. So even if like, for example, me, I have a UPS store um, box to get mail because I don't, I don't want my mail coming, certain mail coming to my home off my home. And, but when I have my Google, my business, I have my home address and I have it hidden. So I'm not supposed to even verify it with my UPS store or my virtual business office. Uh, it needs to be done with your home address, but then hidden. Sure. So, yeah, I know that was sense. one of the, one of the questions we had from, uh, from some of the people that wrote in too. So. Yeah, and that's a big, uh, big issue. Cause a lot of people don't understand. And one thing that people say is, well, this person has it. Well, it's only time until they get caught. Sure. Um, so, so you want to go ahead and, and get your account good with Google um, now so that you don't have that issue in the future. Yeah. So um, kind of looking at some of those objections that, that customers might have and, and the fact that this is an ongoing service, what do prices range for things like this? I mean, I think uh, talking with people in the community a lot. I think care plan prices are all over the place. I would say typically it's like 75 to $200 a month. Mm -hmm. And some of us really struggle getting clients to even pay for that. And that's like keeping their website alive. So yeah, I'm curious to know yeah. what, what Google my business services, what those price ranges are. So, um, so mine, and I'll tell you, mine will, will probably sometime at the end of the year be increasing. But so I have my um, Google My Business for my end client is three seventy five, um, but I see that typically ranges anywhere from that anywhere to five fifty six hundred a month, um, and also some of that can depend on um, how much how much you do. Like if you have a lot, a ton of reviews. So some businesses 
like say restaurants are more geared to having a ton more reviews um, than other smaller businesses that don't. So if you've got a business that has tons and tons of stuff, getting tons of reviews in constantly, that might be something that would be more to manage. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that helps out. I mean, obviously there's definitely good money in it there because I, I would imagine with the tools like uh, the, like we both mentioned to kind of help automate some of those things, it's probably not the most hands-on thing you have to do. Al although the reviews and stuff like that, you're, you got to go back and go through those yeah. manually. And I'll tell you, I have actually, um, I, that's one thing that I'm always on Google, my business, looking at the new things and finding out. So when Google and Google Maps had an issue over the past, they had two issues over the past year. Um, when you would like, for example, me, I have my home address, but I have it hidden. And Google is, has a, it makes a huge deal out of this. You're, if you have a home address, you're not allowed to hide it unless people come to you, give you signage, all that stuff, just like the virtual office. And um, that somehow with Google My, uh, Google My Business and Google Maps, they were showing the address when they make it a point to do not show your address. And I was actually one that both times I was the one that like found and notified Google, look, you've got a big problem here because it's a privacy issue. Yeah. And so, um, and, and thankfully they, they got both. It was two different things, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that it, they're two different platforms. You have Google My Business and then you have the maps and they overlay and work together, but they are separate um, entities that, that have their own thing. So sometimes maps updates and changes things and it impacts Google My Business to the point where they make a boo-boo and make a mistake. Yeah, that's and not they a good have one. to be told, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. so I, uh, I think typically we think about Google My Business for local businesses like plumbers and roofers and hair salons <laughs> and restaurants and things like that. But I, I don't think you necessarily have to be a local business to have a listing. Can we, can we get dive into that a little bit? Yes, def absolutely. So um, uh, off the top, there are a few things that are not allowed to have uh, Google My Business solely e-commerce sites are not allowed to have e-com uh, have a Google My Business. Um, uh, lead gen um, sites that are just for pure lead gen uh, are not allowed to have Google My Business. And um, basically for um, Google My Business is aimed at local businesses. Um, it That's how it was, was originally um, built. I think it started out as Google Places years ago. Um, but one of the things is, so when you're setting up um, your service area business, Google wants that to be local. So they tell you um, the maximum amount of um, your service area should be 200 miles. So that's one thing. So let's say somebody goes in, like for example, me, I have clients across the country. I'm here in Marietta, Georgia, outside of Atlanta. So I have my service area set around here. I do have a lot of clients here and I do go face to face and meet with them. Um, but if I were to say, oh, I do all of the entire United States, I, it would probably get my account suspended at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like at some point that has to adjust and catch up with times, right? Because there are so many businesses now, not just ours that kind of have always been, uh, yes. you know, you could work wherever from wherever, but I think a lot mm -hmm. of the pandemics taught us one thing. It's that you can do remote work in a lot of businesses that aren't traditionally that way. 
Yes, it it, um, it it definitely is, especially since the pandemic. I think that um, I, I've been kind of wondering if Google's going to really, um, really kind of get up to date and, and kind of see the different changes. But I'll tell you, they also, um, there are some recently, um, some different um, uh, categories in Google that they have just recently said are not allowed to have a service area business. So for example, a Pilates studio. So if you go in and you have, let's say a new Pilates studio and um, basically you set that up and you're doing it, you don't have any customers coming to you, you're gonna set up a service area business. You'll, you'll go in to set up your Google My Business and it'll say it's not allowed, <laughs> um, which is kind of interesting. I, you know, that's Google saying we, we don't allow that for a service area. You have to have a brick and mortar for for that. So, yeah, um, it, it it's interesting. And like I said, that that's something I think that just came out either this week or end of last week. So um, there are new things all the time. Um, but I do wish that they would kind of um, get get on and see that, you know, with the pandemic, some people that were meeting face to face are solely, you know, um, and, and they're not continuing with their office space. They're like, why yeah. am I paying for that? I'm going to work from home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have, uh, I've been collecting questions for everybody that's in this okay. live chat. Uh, I have been seeing your questions and copying and pasting them into a little uh, notepad. So I okay. do want to go through all of those. Uh, I'm going to start with one of my own questions that I thought of during this um during this uh, little call. So let's okay. say you mentioned a couple of the things you shouldn't be doing with Google My Business, like listing a PO box number or um, any of those things that are obviously against their uh, review gating, things like that. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for instance, obviously nobody here is ever doing anything wrong. Let's say we just realized from this conversation this morning that we're doing something that violates those. What should our next steps be? Uh, number one, first stop, make sure you, you stop that policy immediately. Um, and it kind of depends on what it is. Um, so, you know, for, if you're doing something like review gating, that's something that's hard because you can't remove reviews and you've already done it. So you just kind of stop doing it um, immediately and um, then kind of cross your fingers for the best. If you've got something like a, let's say you have a service area business and you have, um, you've got an address at a Regis and you're showing it as a physical address. Um, basically, I go in, change your address to your home address and then hide the address. So that's something to go in and, 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 and move that. And I will tell you that um, there are times that you're doing things to correct your listing and um, or to, to, to update things to, to make it correct. And you could get your account suspended. Um, that's just kind of the whole dealing with Google My Business. Sometimes you get suspended when you shouldn't be, and you just have to go in, um, contact support, and and let them know, you know, you've updated it. This is you're correcting it, and um, to get your account um, reinstated. But um, there are um, several things like 10% of businesses on Google My Business will get suspended three times, three or more times a year. 
So there are some businesses and some of them, it's probably um, that tends to be more in some of the, the spammy categories where like you've got garage door, not that there are a lot of businesses in garage door that do spammy things that, sh that are not real listings. So that's a heavily spammed industry on Google um and a locksmith same thing so um so those are ones that see a higher rate of suspensions interesting all right i'm going to jump through uh a, quite a few of these questions here i think some of them you've already answered but i'll touch back on them just to make sure everything's clear amanda asks can you take advantage of google my business if you want to keep your street address private which you mentioned you did um and can it just show the name of the town so why don't you tell us how that works uh, briefly yeah, so basically you'll set up your Google My Business um, and then where the address is in your information, you'll go in and clear the address and it'll say, um, I think there's a, a thing that says by doing this that you're saying that you you service your clients at their location and, and not um, they don't come to you. Um, and then basically from there, you can go in and it'll ask you the locations that you service. So you could put in the different like, so for me, I, I have like Marietta, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Alpharetta, Georgia, you would put the different areas that you service. Just make sure when you put those in on the map that it's not like over 200 mile radius. Okay, perfect. Um, Melinda said, is Google My Business suitable for personal brands like authors? Not really for authors. Um, that's more, uh, they've got other Google products, I think, for that, where you've got different knowledge panels. Um, so I think not necessarily, I haven't seen any authors that that would work with. I don't think that Google, I think Google would more consider that as an e-commerce because you pretty much, you would go to either a bookstore and get it or to get um, a, um, or, or go on Amazon. Amazon or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael is talking about reviews. He says, if clients are getting reviews, but they're not appearing, how can we advise them to get them to show? Is there a temporary slowdown due to COVID yes. or why have reviews stopped appearing when they get posted? Yes. Good question. So, um, if any of y'all remember when COVID hit last year, Google shut off reviews. So there was a several months there where you couldn't, um, if people left your review, it would not show. And that was because, um, they have a lot of, um, their, their support is a lot of overseas and some of them don't have access to actually work from home. So, um, so they turned them off. They did turn them back on recently. If someone says they left you a review, um, and it's not showing up, that's a, a time where you'll want to reach out to Google because Google, they're trying to, um, address some of the review spam that's out there. And what they did was they kind of turned up the filter a little bit too much where reviews are getting good, re proper reviews are getting filtered out and not showing live. Um, I've actually had several of mine do that recently as well. I think that it, it's, it's getting a little bit better, um, but definitely um, I would, if someone's told you, just ask them if they could screenshot it. And then as the business, you need to reach out to Google and say, this is my client. They told me they left a review. It's not showing um, and see if they'll, they'll add it on. That can be very frustrating right now. Um, and there, there's not a lot really, you know, that I can say other than, you know, just reach out to Google. It, it is frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this, this probably goes into another frustrating situation. So Margaret asks, question about getting inappropriate user submitted images or reviews from people who have had no interaction with the company, getting those removed. She mm -hmm. said she's made uh, requests, but keep getting the same auto-generated email every few days. 
Yeah. So the first thing on images, um, if it's, it depends on for inappropriate, um, you can probably, you can flag it. It sounds like she may have done that. Um, and you know, I would, um, would just have a couple of users flag it and see if it can get removed. Um, if it's just doesn't match with, with their business. The other thing about that is if it's still on there, upload more good photos, have customers upload more good photos. Google will show pictures um, that they find uh, that, that Google thinks the algorithm thinks is relevant and important to your business. So if you can't get that removed, the best thing is to get other good photos listed. So when people see your listing, that's kind of hidden from them. Yeah. Drown it out. Um, and I've, I've told that advice to my clients when they've gotten a bad, uh, a legitimate, we screwed up, got a bad review. I'm like, okay, well, apologize nicely and then go drown it out with good reviews. Exactly. You know? That's exactly it. Um, definitely. And then the, the second part was um, reviews from people who aren't um, clients. So um, it, it kind of depends on whether you can get those removed or not. Um, some of them, it, you know, Google has different things as far as, you know, current and firm, former employees cannot um, leave reviews. Um, and also if, if your business gets caught in something where, you know, something's going on on social media or something and people are just attacking your listing that Google will, will could step in and, and halt those. Um, but the main thing with that is you have to kind of prove that the person um, didn't have contact with it. Like, for example, if, if they wrote something saying, well, I haven't been there, but my buddy said that you all have horrible service. Well, that would be a, a reason. Well, they said they never had contact with us. Um, now, if you have someone that simply, um, let's say, calls the business and um, didn't like what, what the answer to their question was and leaves a bad review, that is considered valid because they actually actually had interaction with your business. So that's one that d Google would definitely not remove. Um, I, can, I will say that um, having uh, bad reviews removed can be hard. Um, and because I know um, that's right. Um, yes, I remember when you wrote about that, Kyle, you had your um, bad review um, removed. Yeah, I just posted a link inside the chat here. Uh, I had a fraudulent review posted on my account and I went through whatever steps I went through, but I documented it the whole time because I know it's a pain in the ass to get a hold of Google, yeah. right? And I thought, well, yeah. if this is successful, I know this would be helpful to other people. So I can't guarantee that will work for everybody else. And there's probably mistakes I made in there, but those are the exact steps I took to get mine uh, removed. So you might try that and see if that helps you out at all. Yeah, um, definitely. I will say that if it's only a star review um, you and without any text, you probably aren't going to get it removed. Um, unless you can prove that, um, that, that whoever the user is, that there's something fraudulent with that user. Gotcha. Um, all right. Michael said something kind of along the same lines. How do you engage with Google if you have a query about reviews uh, appearing or if you suspect they're doing something wrong? So basically, how do you get a hold of Google? <laughs> well, so um, basically in your uh, Google My Business, there's a, a help thing and um, you would you click on that and get get help from them. Now, it changes quite a bit. Sometimes um, their chat um, will will work, and sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. Um, and or email, they'll have, and and some of it depends on 
um, what like they'll kind of qualify you and say, well, what is it related to? And when you click, you know, reviews or, or a suspension, it will then say, okay, you know, either chat with us or email us and you might, you might only be given one option. So. All right. Uh, Eric said, is there a way to get a profile removed that it, get a profile removed that has a similar name and is not claimed, but info, but it has info about a different company. So, um, let me see if I can untangle that in my brain. I think, um, so, so it sounds like there, there's two listings. One's his listing and one is something that's similar, but not his listing. And it's kind of causing problems. That sounds Um, right. And, um, so the, the main thing is, is to find out. So, um, so it's, the other one is unclaimed and to, to say, um, does it lead to a website or have a phone number or address that, um, that is, is not the same as yours? Um, if it, if it has a, all of that information, it might be difficult because Google might say, well, this is an actual business and we can't just remove it. Um, if you can show that this, this business doesn't exist, then I would definitely say to report it and tell Google that this is, um, this is, is, is some type of duplicate on there and, um, the business does not exist. Perfect. Um, Michelle said we were, you were talking earlier about kind of the beginning of your process with clients is doing an audit. Michelle said, does your, uh, does your audit and does your audit process include the website as well? What types, what types of things in general are you auditing? So um, it, it does cover a little bit of the website. I don't do, um, don't really cover a lot of it, but one of the things I look at the website and, you know, um, is it a good website or is it something that they DIY for themselves? And at that point, that's where I'll say, you know, you need to have somebody do a WordPress site for you or, you know, your website looks good. Um, and, but, um, and uh, um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, the... I also do like a little citation review, um, even though citations have gone down, um, it's important to have the main citations there and also to have them consistent. Um, that's one of the things I'll go on and look and there'll be somebody will say, well, I'll say, well, what's this address? And then I was there 20 years ago. And so, um, so, you know, things like that, just making sure the main ones are on there. Um, and then really focusing on Google, my business and the reviews and, and checking everything that they've got. Making sure everything's filled out completely. Do what now? Making sure everything's filled out completely. Yeah. Filled out and, and, and things change, you know, Google adds different, um, additional things recently um, and just different features that you can add to it. So just checking all of those and making sure that that everything's selected that can um, can be um, done and optimized on it. Fantastic. All right. We're running up against time limits here. We got about 10 minutes left and I got okay. about mm, five or six questions okay. left in my doc and they're still coming <laughs> in. So we'll lightning round some of these. Uh, Martin says, do you use the client's Google account to set up their Google My Business? If so, how do you handle the password? I believe you can delegate access, correct? Yes. Yeah, so if um, if you're setting, if they have no Google My Business listing, um, the I find it easier to go in, set it up myself and then turn over ownership to them if they actually have an account already in our owner um, have them add you as a manager on it perfect uh, Bob asked and this goes back to the uh, uh, the PO box type things he says so what's the best way to list your business if you work from home for example and use a Regis style business address do you just use your home address and hide it yes home address and hide it do not use that Regis address it will give you problems 
Uh, Matthew said, what about Apple Maps? I had a client that wasn't having his business showing up on Apple Maps. He says, I think they pull their info from Yelp. Is that correct? Um, uh, yes, they do get some of their information from Yelp, but you do need to go into uh, Apple Maps and get that claimed and, and um, through Apple Maps. And um, I know a little bit about that. That's one of the things that I kind of will sometimes do when I do some citations. I don't do a lot, but I do some. Um, but you definitely should claim um, have your client claim that and get it get the, make sure the information's correct and everything's on there. Benjamin has a question. It seems oddly specific, but we will get into it here. He said, solely e-com sites not allowed on Google My Business. What if you set up booths in an area but don't have a physical or permanent location? You have a local presence of some sort. Are you excluded from having a Google My Business? If you've got a, a local presence and you're doing like different fairs and booths and things like that, and you can show, you know, this is your, your main service area um, and you're showing that you're out there, the main thing... Um, uh, yes, you can. The main thing I would do is make sure that um, that when you're you've got their website um, and you're you're doing some things, make sure it's geo focused. Make sure you say you know we're located in, in Marietta, Georgia. We uh, we're, you'll find us weekly at the local farmers market on the square. Whatever it is, make sure you focus on that on their website so that Google knows, hey, this is a local business. Okay. Perfect. That's fantastic advice. Uh, Anastasia says, what is the best way to deal with dupl duplicate listings? I have a client who set up three listings, two of them in a different location, one home and one their office. One has reviews, the other has nothing. What's the best way to remove the no review listing without jeopardizing the good one? Yes, and I will say I've dealt with one recently like this, and um, Google typically what happens is when they decide to go after it, they'll go after the one with all of the reviews, and that's one that, that I came up with and had to help a client out with, so um, find the one that you want to keep. And, and focus on that and, and tell Google that the others were, are duplicates and to remove them um, because you Google will not merge those reviews if those other sites are bad sites, like they're, they're not um, valid um, GMB listings. They will not merge those, um, those, those reviews. So pick the one that's your good one and, um, and tell Google to remove those other ones that they're okay. duplicate. Perfect. And Faye said, what happens? Um, she has, I guess, an insurance agent that had a listing created by their corporate brand and they changed brands. The agent can't get access to the listing to update their info and keep their reviews. Yes, that's a big problem I see with um, you've got the the brand and then you have like what's what are called practitioner listings like your insurance agents, your real estate agents um, with that one specifically. Um, it sounds like it kind of depends on how it's set up. So it sounds like maybe um, that is for her individual practitioner listing that the insurance company um, owned. It can be dicey because um, whether or not Google um, thinks that that's your listing and will give you ownership of that. Um, that's one of the things that, especially if you work with practitioners, you want to tell them that they want to own their listing. They want to be the owner on it. Um, she can uh, reach out to uh, Google and see about getting regaining access to that. Um, but it can be difficult. And I'll say if you um, if your client is the practitioner, the, the agent or, or whatever, definitely um, make sure they set their own Google My Business listing up because um, 
that way, if they change businesses, they, they keep their reviews. So um, there's a little bit, you can reach out to me um, on Facebook um, for, for more follow-up because it sounds like it's something that might need a little bit more look to see what specifically is involved in that one. Yeah, and I would imagine too, it might might be one of those things where maybe you could go back to the old company and try to see if they'll release it. I mean, they might well, have the, had, the process of being able to delegate that access. Yeah, away. I had a, um, a real estate agent and luckily she had, um, I had done a little bit of optimization for her and she changed companies. And while I can't say for sure what really happened. I believe her agency played some some dirty games and had her listing removed from Google um, completely, all gone. Um, because I had worked with her, I was able to get get it back, get most of it back, get her reviews back. Um, but I, that was a thing where I think that the agency played dirty. Um, so you definitely want to. And the reason they were able to is that they had someone on there um, as a manager on the account. Mm. So. And we'll do uh, one more question here. Uh, Andrew asks, if you're offering Google My Business Services, do you recommend signing up as an agency with Google? Uh, I Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Um, part of that de depends as far as if you are... Um, doing the agency allows you to basically for like what I do is white label. So when I um, sign on agencies, they, they put my number in and basically it says, you know, GMB manager is on the account. And I basically sit, tell them, I say, yeah, you can let your client know that this is what you print your reports from, you know, ah. the client and, and that that's me on there managing it. Okay. So especially important if you're white labeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Well, man, I, I cannot believe how much information we just covered in an hour's time. You are a wealth of information, and this has been awesome. We've had uh, lots of great comments in here, people thanking you for this. Um, I am Right now, I'm posting a link. Uh, Trisha sent over a little image that's got a bunch of her contact information, and I'll make sure to re uh, post this, uh, with the replay and everything, but I want to give you a few minutes here at the end of this call to kind of tell us about your white label services. And if people are interested in reaching out to you, what they should do next. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again, Kyle. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for joining. So I'm going to also, um, I'll go over to the Facebook and post a few links as well. Um, for, uh, if you have information, um, if you'd like more information, um, I like Kyle mentioned, I do, um, white label specifically for agencies and work with them. And, um, you can find that on my website, your Um, and look under my services and you'll see that there. Uh, you can, also schedule a chat with me if you want to get more specific information about your clients if it's something that you want to offer to them you can um it that's um zoom chat with trisha i'll post that as well but that's specifically for for agencies so that you all will sign up for it um and um but basically um I, I work with agencies really to, to help them. Um, and like I said earlier, the ones I've worked with, you know, our clients have basically are booked out. <laughs> they're, they're, they're fully booked. So I enjoy hearing that. Um, so that's one thing to talk to your clients. Um, it's one thing to get a recurring revenue for you, but also it helps your clients get more business. Um, small businesses um, right now are, are going through a tough time and, and definitely let them know this is a way that you can um, improve your business and basically jump ahead of the competition. Um, you know, their 50% of businesses don't have their Google My Business claimed optimized. 
and don't be one of don't let your clients be one of those. Um, definitely get on board with that. Um, but if you're interested in my white label services, um, you can send me an email. I'll post all that information and um, I can send you my my pricing sheet and everything on that. Fantastic. And can people hire you for the ongoing services as well as maybe just some consulting if they, you know, we sure. had a couple of questions here where you said maybe they need to follow up. Can people hire you just for those kind of follow ups? Yeah, definitely. They can um, schedule a chat and I can can see specifically what what it is that the how I can help them. Fantastic. Sure. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been a ton of great information. I have a few things I need to go work on when we get done with okay. this call. So I'm glad I didn't, uh, I'm glad I didn't plan a busy afternoon. I learned a few things that I should probably correct before the day, uh, the day is done. So I, yes. I thank you for that. Um, so right. I will, uh, Oh, good to work on that, but I appreciate you doing this for us. And, uh, if, if people don't know, Trisha is in the admin bar, so you can tag her inside there. She's been a member for quite a while. So, uh, she's used to the, uh, the mess that is our little group. So uh, she's one of us, so it's okay. Um, I appreciate everybody joining us today and we will catch you on the next one. We'll talk to you later. Thanks everyone.